Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of China, where I am sitting here together with our good friend, Pastor Danny Miller. Hey, Pastor Danny, great to have you with us, brother. Great to be with you, buddy, Eugene. Uh, yeah, so um, we just came back from uh, Tibet where we had a couple of people from uh, your church that joined us, and I have to say it was a it was a really amazing trip. It was great to have um, the the oh, representatives from your church that joined us in Tibet. Uh, I, I know that uh, one of them is is with you in the office right now. Uh, we weren't able to do everything that we wanted to do because we did have, uh, as you might have heard. On Sunday morning, we were supposed to meet with one uh, church and spend some time together with them. But that church was raided, if you will, by four police officers that Sunday morning while we were there. And so that prevented us from meeting together with them. Uh, but that's also just the reality of working in China right now. It is pretty intense. Jerusalem uh, to be a blessing to the church out there uh, and to do as needed to do so they, they've come back with glowing reports um, and you know along with the challenges they, they came back a bit like you know with Joshua and Caleb it was uh, that uh, you know God is on the move there are things happening and it's just a real honor for them to be part of this missions trip that back to Jerusalem had orchestrated it was very exciting and um, I'm working hard, really, uh, to try and keep them in the UK because all they want to do is uh, <laughs> uh, go back to, <laughs> to, to China. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But it, it was great, and uh, and isn't it wonderful just to be able to, uh, you know, see these people um, who have a heart for mission, a heart to serve the Lord, and uh, to to be able to give them opportunities like this. I know we've got uh, a, a, another one coming up uh, in Iraq. Uh, with B2J, with another missions trip. So these are great uh, opportunities for people to get involved and and uh, be part of what the Lord is doing in these precious uh, lands. Yeah, I don't know if uh, if you got the news, but one of the things that we did while we were there is we went through the the um, the prayer guide for uh, Tibetan Buddhists. 
And um, we, we actually offer that online for free for those that would like to download it and follow through. We actually had it on our mobile phones through the Back to Jerusalem program, uh, the, the phone application. So those that would like to download the phone application onto their phone, they can go through that 30 days. We went through the first few days while we were together in Tibet, um, and it was it was a really great way to kind of show the spiritual elements that we were facing while we were there, because there there yeah. were a lot of uh, spiritual elements all around us at all times. Uh, I'm going to be putting up some pictures yeah. in the next couple of days and stuff. And um, uh, one of right. the ladies who came and joined us from your church, she's actually experienced firsthand. Uh, what can take place with the spiritual battle, uh, e- even impacting your your physical health? Um, did she tell you about that story? I think I actually heard it from you. Oh yeah, yes, um, she did, and uh, she shared that with me. I think that's that's a, a, something we we did briefly discuss it at an earlier podcast a year or two ago. But um, but that 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 is something that is. We need to be. We must be mindful of. And um, but we also, when we're in those places, we're in those nations or in those environments, we must be aware of greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. Um, the gospel is built and and created to be an advancing gospel, um, and not to be defensive or to hide away. Um, and, and so God has equipped His church with the tools to uh, advance. And and some of these areas to advance in are places where there are spiritual strongholds. Um, And there's something I've also got from you, Brother Eugene, in your experiences and a lot of places that you've been to, um, you have uh, seen and experienced firsthand yourself, but of just the the stronghold within what we deem as a, a, a peaceful religion of Buddhism. It's an area, though, where there's a, a lot of attacks um, uh, against the church um, and, and a lot of things going on. And, and so one of the um, people that came out uh, with you, I was with you last week, um, she's experienced firsthand of, of what can happen. But she's also experienced the goodness and the power of the Lord. Um, and, and yes, yeah, she's got a, an amazing testimony, but that has come from because of her time in Tibet. Yeah, she she remembers a monk reacting quite strongly to her. Um, she, of course, was not certain what he was yelling from my understanding, but he began to say things to her, and then she found herself basically unconscious, and then you know coming to in a hospital. And um, and so it was it was amazing to have her with us during this time as well uh, in Tibet. And we saw not just the spiritual element, but also the increase of persecution that is taking place inside of China. And uh, I'm going to be doing a, another podcast on that uh, here shortly. But one of the things that I, I really wanted to talk with you because you're a pastor. You, you come across individuals that are hurting, lost for whatever reason. I mean you deal with um, individuals that are going through family crisis, uh, health crisis, um, loss of family members, uh, individuals who have lost their way spiritually and are coming back to that. But 
uh, one of the things that I was thinking about, and I know that you and I have touched on it before, but I, I wanted to come back here again because I continue to find this with individuals that we touch base with at Back to Jerusalem, and that is sometimes in the walk with Christ. Um, you can feel I, – I, I have felt this anyway. I have felt uh, rejected. You know, I, there, for instance, there, there's a group of, uh, of, of ministries that, you know, I will admire and that I will really look up to. And I will, I will desperately want to be connected with them and want to work together with them just because I've, I've seen them from afar. I've admired them and their work from afar. And then when I am able to approach them, um, I, I, there have been times where I personally feel that, uh, I just don't fit in. Um, that, uh, they, they, their, their ministry is too cool for me, uh, to, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, and that, you know, for whatever reason, as much as I've wanted to work with them, they haven't necessarily wanted to work with me. And that can be a very sobering, humbling, uh, experience where you can feel rejection, and uh, and I'm afraid that there may be times where I might have made others feel that way with Back to Jerusalem. You know, individuals who desperately want to work with Back to Jerusalem have come up to us during a very busy time when we are in the middle of ministry. And I've walked away feeling, did I, did I engage that person in the right way? Did I express to them, you know, our desire for them to join us? Or did I make them feel the way that I have sometimes felt? In ministry, uh, you being a pastor, have you come across this? Have you come across individuals who want to play a part in the church and and might have felt, or uh, you might have felt that you have um, made them feel rejected? Have you, as a pastor, ever felt that way in trying to connect with other ministries, or is it just me and my self esteem issues alone uh, feeling this way? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I I actually think, brother Eugene, this is a, a common issue, uh, and maybe issue is the wrong word to use, uh, maybe a common experience uh, for people all over the world. And, and in both of those uh, questions, the statement, the answer is yes. Um, there are people that um, have, it's just maybe the timing um, or, or uh, things have gone on or circumstances are happening where had, had they come across my path at a different time, it, things could have been different, and um, there's many, many you know, things we can look at with that. Uh, one thing I would say uh, is, what does, what does the Bible say about this? Did, did it go on in, in the times of, of Scripture? Uh, and the answer is, yeah, <laughs> all the time. Um, and there, there's, there's many examples, and I'll only use maybe one for just for the sake of time, but if, if it kicked off in, in Scripture and with the early church, I can pretty much guarantee that we're going to experience things like that as well. Um, and um, some of it is to do with the heart. Um, I'm reminded where, you know, when in, in 1 Samuel or 2 Samuel, but you've got Samuel, who he had uh, some quality guys lined up from, you know, some, they, they, they looked the part, uh, they, they, they spoke the Christian language, they were, they were, you know, like a cookie jar. They, they came out of the Christian factory. They, they were looking good. They were in the prime of their life type of thing. And, um, and, and they stood in line to see which, you know, who's going to be king, who's going to be the appointed one, who's going to be the sent one. Um, 
who's going to be the next Billy Graham, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that type of thing. And, and actually, though they looked the part, you had one who wasn't even in line. You had one who was just serving away, faithful, hard-working, had this great work ethic, who was just doing his little bit up in the hills, looking after some sheep, but yet God came calling. And, and, and I, I mentioned that because as, our, as things develop, ministry grow, and, uh, and life gets busy, there are always doors that, that are around that God wants us to move in and, and, and seek out these opportunities. And one thing I'm aware of is that God sees our heart. God sees the heart and the condition of people, and, um, and he knows that actually he wants people to last. He wants people where they won't just be around for five minutes. Uh, I mean, you know, some maybe, but um, <laughs> he wants people where they're going to make an impact uh, and uh, long term. Um, I had someone the other day, um, maybe uh, three weeks ago, in, in one of the churches that, that I was in. And actually, it was, it's, it's, it's interesting. Maybe other pastors can um, identify with this as well, but it, it, Brother Eugene, it was about five minutes before the meeting starts. And to be honest, if you want to get a, a pastor just to say yes to anything, you know, get them <laughs> just before the meeting starts. You're gonna, just get them before they're about to preach. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, he'll say yes. He doesn't even know what I'm saying. You know? um, and I had this, he, he's a new chap uh, in, the, in the church, um, new in the church. Um, and, and he came up to me and said, look, I understand you, 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 you go on mission trips or you take people in the church on mission trips. He said, um, I've got a lot of experience in missions. Um, I'd like to go with you. I'm like, okay. Um, and he said, look, I've been there, I've been there, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. He said, I feel that with my experience, um, I, I can bring something. And, and I think that's wonderful. And I love the heart of people who are open and, and, and are passionate um, and, and proactive as well. I think that's really cool. But um, I said to him, I said, those things are great, but it's, it's about your heart. It's about you serving now. It's about the, uh, what, what are you doing in the church now? Where, where, where am I going to find you? You see, David was out looking after the sheep. He had, he had to battle with the bear and the lion, um, but they were already involved. When, when Jesus called the disciples, they were busy. These guys were fishermen or tax collecting or whatever, but they all had this work. They were already busy. Um, and so sometimes you just want to see what people are like, what, what's going on on the inside. Um, and I said to him, look, you know, that's great. It's good to know the, of the, your experience. I said, but I'm interested in how are you serving here in the church? What are you doing? When I see you busy in the church, when I see you greeting at the door, or you're working in the kitchen, or you're doing this stuff, then, you know, let, we'll talk. Um, I, I, I haven't really seen him around that much since, so that. I may, he may not take that too well. Um, so maybe going a little off track, you can bring us back. Um, but it, 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 for some of the time, it is about the condition of the heart. Another time, so I guess sometimes it's just the chemistry. Um, there are, I mean, there are times when um, I remember, you know, when I was younger anyway, I, I came back from the States and um, in serving and, there was this period of, of a couple of years. It didn't matter what I did. Um, I, it, I wasn't, it was just, 
nothing was kicking in, nothing was taking off. Um, I was, and I was serving, I, I was, you know, being faithful, but there was a ministry, a, a global ministry. Um, and when I was in the States, they, they asked me to come on board and uh, I'll be based back in the UK. I'll be there, the, the, the manager for, for the UK. Um, and so um, I would be, uh, I would be, uh, you know, helping and, and, and launching the, and developing the, uh, the ministry here. So I came back to the UK from the US and, um, uh, and it just didn't work out. It wasn't, um, it was run by, you know, a certain group and certain team and uh, I wasn't even allowed in, in the front of a car. I had to sit in the back of a car. Um, you know, even in journeys, I wasn't allowed at the front. I wasn't allowed to drive. And, and then that's okay, but it's like, man, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm not going anywhere. I don't know what it is, and maybe they didn't like the look of me, um, and uh, it just didn't. But then, then the, you know, a year later, or, or just over that, then things just bloomed. I mean, things just took off. It didn't matter what I put my hands to. It was just wonderful. God was just released something. And so I don't know about you. I'm, I'm saying a lot here, but maybe there's seasons we go through as well. Have you experienced seasons like that, where one season is like, man, things are rocketing and there's invites and people want me to come and join them or want to join me in mission and there's other times where i'm like man it's like it's all passing me by yeah there are times where um we have seen things really rocket like you were talking about and um, and it's just been exciting. It's almost like going from glory to glory, like just one exciting thing to another exciting thing. And that it's almost like this reinforcement of I'm right where God wants me to be. But maybe at a certain point uh, during those rocketing stages, um, we can get very caught up in ourselves that, you know, I am the one that God is using. And and therefore, if you want to really tap into God's amazing power. Uh, touch me, <laughs> uh, you know, come in and, and, and then somehow um, in those humbling moments when I find myself in the back seat, like like you were talking about um, and, you know, where I don't know if if you've been in those kind of environments or not. But, you know, you have private rooms, green rooms for ministries that you're not allowed in. And there are certain reserved seats and none of those reservations are for you. And you realize that maybe you're not as important as you thought. And um, then you start to wonder, was everything that happened in my mind? Uh, and uh, and it's in those moments that you realize, I think, it's it's helped me step back in those moments where I have felt rejected kind of in the, in the spiritual, uh, cool community. Uh, individuals that have the big names, individuals that are important for the moment. Um, it's been in those moments where I have really stepped back and say, okay, what am I doing? Who am I working for? Uh, yeah. Does it matter if I'm recognized? Because if it does matter that I'm recognized, um, maybe I have some issues that I need to deal with. And that that can be a very humbling experience because it's not only you being rejected. It's also doing this introspection about what is important in my life, that yeah. Christ gets the glory or that I get the glory, you know, and what I'm doing for Christ. And um, yeah. and so in, in that way. Um, I, I, I think that it's something that I have experienced that has been good for me. Um, but I don't want to 
experience it again. <laughs> but I have a feeling that I probably will. Um, because, you know, some of the stuff that we do, especially some of the stuff you and I do together, it's not accepted by everyone. Yeah. Um, the things that we do is, is not considered to be okay by certain ministries. And I also think that God has kept us, and I know that this can sound maybe a little uh, like making excuses for some of the ways that we may not have grown as big as I thought we were in certain ways. But I think that God has kept us purposefully small. Um, so that we can move in and out of environments without that much uh, recognition, and um, and so in in that way, uh, yeah, my feelings have been hurt, and my my hope has been that I have not made other people feel that way, but maybe I have. Um, but I, I I really love hearing from you as a pastor that you know because you're dealing with this probably a lot more than I am just because you work more with people um, than than I do, uh, and so in in that way I that's why I really wanted to hear kind of your feeling about the matter, uh, your experience on it, and and what we can gain in understanding from going through this. I think one of the things that I gained in in those experiences. Um, and, uh, and it's something that maybe it's always going to be, it may be in my heart as well. Um, I like to think, and I certainly preach this and, uh, and I certainly do declare that I'm not one of those that always looks for praise. Um, I, I'm just not, and I don't know if that's my personality or, or, or whatever, maybe it's not, but, um, criticism doesn't affect me any more really than praise does. Um, you know, it, it, I'm still human, so it does hurt, but I still sleep well at night. <laughs> I love the Lord. Uh, I, I know my calling. I know that. Um, so there's a part of me where the, what, what has changed within me, I, I've had noticed, is that the, the experiences of when I've been um, bypassed, or I feel like I have, um, or um, there's a conference going on or there's something and there's people that I know that are the speakers and I don't get an invite. Uh, you know, there's been, I've had to work through with my flesh. This is, this is real stuff. This is, you know, sometimes I, I, I look at these people and I'm thinking, they got them? <laughs> <laughs> what about me? <laughs> I'm much better. <laughs> you know, now, I'm teasing here to a degree, but these are areas of the flesh I've had to work through. Um, uh, over the years, um, and it, it's brought me to a place where I'm able, I, I must admit, I do have this um, genuine heart where I love releasing people. I, I really do enjoy empowering people. If, um, uh, you know, even just last week, uh, you know, I just wasn't able to, as much as I'd love to, believe me, you know, be with you. Um, uh, I wasn't able to last week get out uh, with you, but um, uh, I'll make up with it you know, soon. <laughs> but it, but for me to hear how those people that we were able to send over and, and their, their experiences and what I see, what's kind of working away in their lives as the call of God is becoming more and more clear. Uh, for me, that that is so precious. And I think some of the experiences that we go, that we go through um, in the way of being bypassed or just not accepted or recognized or, and, and those things that we then, and it can be painful. I think the Lord 
really does work away in us to, to remind us, okay, listen, one, it's all about him. He sees the heart, so he'll come and get us. Um, even if we don't, you know, look, you know, fit in right with a certain ministry or, or people or program. But one thing it also does is, to a degree, it makes us aware, okay, if it's not about me, if it's all about Jesus, let's just empower others. Because the Lord will come and get me. If I'm found looking after the sheep and sorting out the lion and the bear, and no one really sees, but yet the Lord does. The Lord sees what I'm like in private. The Lord sees what I'm, uh, when I go and visit a, a family, as you just mentioned, and things that are going on in their marriage or you know, there's a death in the family, and uh, I mean, lots of things. All that stuff, you know, you as a, you know, working in the church, you do. When you drive home, it's late, and my children then in bed, uh, so I don't get to see them, and all those kind of little things. I, to me, see that that's kind of fighting the bears. That that's dealing with the lions who are kind of gunning for the sheep, and no one sees. You got the prophet Samuel. He's down the bottom of the hill, hanging out with, you know, other people who look better, maybe sound better. Um, you know, they got the tattoos, they got the tight jeans on, you know, they, they, they got it, they're, they're in there. Um, and there's me slaving away on top of the hill. No one's noticing. I got a message. God is seen. If, if he saw David being faithful up on the hill, if he saw Gideon just looking after that little lentil patch, if he, he sees the heart, believe me, he, he'll have his people. But he does allow us to go through things where it, it can be like a hmm, little bit of a pain in the, in the heart there. There's a little bit of rejection there. Yeah, it, it, does, it does go on. One, another example just come to me, I will be brief, but I, I do remember one time when uh, in radio, Christian radio, when I first met with uh, Brother Yun and, and, um, and, and Brother Taiso, I was uh, um, with these guys and, and that was all good. And then a couple of years later, there's a, a big global Christian television uh, station that we all know. Um, and I was asked to um, uh, uh, go actually to Israel with them. And uh, I was on TV there. I was on the Mount of Olives and speaking. I was invited to the Knesset as well there and prayed over the government of Israel and in, involved with all those things. And when I got back, um, one of the guys came up to me and said, Daddy, you know, you need to come out of radio uh, and come into TV, and, and he took, gave me a tour of the offices and, and showed me even where my office will be and uh, what I could do um, here in the UK and Western Europe. And I began to picture, you know, my office and what color it would be and <laughs> what pictures would be up there. And, you know, there'd be, you know, me as the, the fourth member of the Trinity and, you know, and all, all that type of stuff. And, um, and, then, and then it all went quiet. Nothing. I'm like, what's going on? And they decided to pull the plug and that they were going to move to South Africa and, and they, they didn't really want me in South Africa. I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, and so it's like, oh man, it's all, what's going to, and that's it, I'm left in the, the rubbish pile. I'm, I'm, I've been bypassed. That's it. What else is there in the Christian world to do other than being Christian TV? And I realized now I was probably better suited for radio anyway with um, with my looks, but um, but the, but the truth is, it didn't happen. But yet, you know, the things that you and I we experience, the, the blessings, the victories, as well as okay, that I didn't see that coming. It kind of shapes us. Yeah. 
And the Lord knows our heart, but he knows the Lord, he knows those listening to us. He knows the makeup of them. He knows the DNA. And sometimes, gotta go a few things just to chip away and mold us where we do get to that place as users. Mentioned by Eugene, where, you know what? It's all about him. It's all, everything that we're doing, everything you and I do, it's all about him. But we are in good hands. Yeah, I mean, um, something had come to me um, uh, a few months ago when I when I really really felt uh, alone and and rejected in a situation that I think I had I had told you about later, um, and uh, the thing that I heard God sharing with me at that time was, would you do something for me to bring my gospel to other people if you were not to get the credit for it. Uh, and then I felt it went even uh, another step. Would you do something for me to get the gospel to the rest of the world if you would not get the credit and somebody else would and they didn't have anything to do with it? And then I felt that God took it even further. Would would you be okay if you did something for me, someone else got the credit and you didn't and you were considered to be the reason why it almost didn't happen? <laughs> would 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 you would you be willing to do something for me to spread the gospel if the person that got the credit was against you and you were against them and they had nothing to do with it but they got all the credit and you were considered to be the bad guy in the situation and people hated you because they thought that you yeah. almost stopped it from happening and I'm like yes god I would don't let it happen. <laughs> I, I, could, could you take my word for it? Can, can, we, can we shake on it? You know, that, that it went, but I don't want to ever go through it. Um, but I really felt that God was, was sharing with me, I am the most important thing. Follow me. Do what I've commanded. What, what did that feel like for you when you're hearing those words, when, when it when no credit, no recognition, and if anything, criticism. Yeah. What did that feel like? It, it, it felt like um, almost like the environment that I had just left. So basically you and I – I think I might have hashed this out with you before, um, but I was in a recording studio in, uh, in Canada. Uh, on a, 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 there was a TV station there, and um, one of my heroes, or somebody, uh, not somebody that I, you know, that I followed regularly, but this is a person that had been persecuted for the sake of Christ. And so I'm standing there in the studio. Um, I'm listening to him, and um, and I did some interviews as well. And while I was doing some interviews, I was talking about what was happening in China, just to kind of go over the 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 event that took place. And when they heard the way that I was sharing about the work that I was doing inside of China, um, the 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 CEO for the recording studio for the TV station uh, comes out and basically says, "We can't use anything." that you just said um uh and then there became the guy that or the, the the people that i really admired that had suffered for the gospel that i would have loved to just spend a little bit of time with them and and just have a relationship with them because i i feel that they were very cool and i wanted to be accepted by them not only was i not accepted but that individual, as well as the TV station, began to say, you know, we don't approve of how you're doing work illegally inside of China. The gospel 
is is forthright. The gospel is honest. The gospel is an open light and will accept the persecution. Um, and so I'm standing there by people that I really admire. I'm surrounded by them. And all of them are using me as an example of what not to do inside of China because it's dishonest. It's wrong. It's, and so <laughs> all of a sudden I feel I, and I, I'm, I'm to be very honest with you. I got into the car. I drove away and I called my wife and I told her, I've never needed you more than I, 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 I was without my wife at the time. My wife was in China and I was in Canada. And I said, you know, I've, I've never really needed you more than I do right now. I feel extremely, um, uh, pushed out. Like I feel yeah. alone and I'm questioning my own calling. Like, you know, the things that I'm doing with the church, am, am I doing it wrong? Am, am I being dishonest by working with the underground house church, doing activities that are illegal? Because the individual that I really liked, he said, he said in his TV interview, I've never broke the law in China. Like I, I always, he, he said it over and over and over and he said it because I had done my interview first. And, uh, so he made it very clear that uh, when he served God, he did so in a very, uh, upright manner, one in which had integrity, one in which was not dishonest. So each time he pointed out how honest he was, it was in comparison to how dishonest I was, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So I grew smaller and smaller and smaller. And, uh, then I'm surrounded by amazing Christians, by the way, I'm all of them amazing Christians. And, uh, and I am the, but of their uh, of, of their argument, you know, I am I am the person that they are kind of pointing to each other that you don't want to be like this guy because he is being uh, dishonest and he is not representing the uh, the truth of the Father. And I was like, holy cow, <laughs> am I wrong? Am I bad? And I felt condemned and I felt um, uh, lonely yeah. in that moment. And uh, so in that moment, you know, people that I really admired, people that I really wanted to be accepted by, individuals that I would have done anything to have their praise um, actually condemned me for what I've done, what I've given my whole life to do. And in that moment, I was questioning, yeah. am, I, am I really following Christ? Or am I being dishonest? So it, it was a moment of, of reflection, a strong, strong reflection and humiliation and rejection and kind of all of that bound up, you know, in, in one yeah. event. And, and, it, and uh, that is a real wake up call, isn't it? Um, because uh, especially in, in, in the Christian world, there is. Fellowship is so important, and and and, and being uh, connected with one another, and that type of thing. But, but there are times when a lot of the, even that is stripped away. I mean, when you shared about uh, the experience that you went through, it's just, I'm just reminded of that. I have to say, of Jesus in Gethsemane, because he did wasn't rejected then by you know the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Romans. Um, the Bible says that you know all of his best mates, all the ones that he just hung around with for three years, they all forsook him and fled. And suddenly, I mean, it was, a it was a struggle for him, for Jesus, to try and get them just to tarry another hour because, they, you know, they were falling asleep. But then when things started to kick off and it wasn't quite fitting in with, you know, what they were used to and fear was coming in, they all left. Um, that, you know, and, and to be rejected, to be alone, um, where, with these people that he, he had hung around with for three years, 
And then obviously we all know about Peter then went beyond that, not just ran away, but then denied him. So all that was kicking off around the Lord. And the thing is what Jesus went through, um, you know, there are, we, we've got to go through, we have to experience as well. And it's not always from the world. We expect it from the world. Yeah. It's how it is. It's, you know, it's not no shock, but it is a shock when it's with your brothers and sisters and, and even with their best intentions, yet there can be a lot of pain from that. It, it can hurt. And I, I would say, and I know we've spoken in the podcast about this um, a little while ago, it brings to home that of the people who are with you quite often well sometimes it may just be your wife or your spouse um uh, we spoke about how we can go for the ministry and do this and do that and then our you know uh our wife is you know we put back to not contacting her or um you know just not having the priority of our of our after God, um, our spouse, and then there are times when you go through that and you realise, uh, you know what? Let, let's get let's realign uh, these priorities. My wife, even as a pastor, I mean, you know, um, I can have I even an email from a couple in one of the churches, and you know they're they're, they're not liking the change that I'm bringing in, so they're leaving the church, and you know they're going to go to a, a church which is them more perfect. I know that's fine. Um, but, you know, when you get these things, I think I've walked with this couple. I've given time for them. And, uh, you know, one of them wasn't well and I prayed for them and, and all that stuff. Then you realize, okay, one, who have I got? Okay, it's my wife. Uh, and the other thing, when it comes to the calling and ministry, it's only the Lord. You've got to know if God's called you, don't stoop for anything else. If, if, and if the model that God is using, that's why we have to fish on the back of the cars. People could think, oh, you know, that's nice. But that was a an illegal secret uh, sign with the early church, you know, under Nero. And, and we've spoken about that when we, we were in Rome. Um, so there's things that we've got to do. We've got to get the message out there. Gospel is, is, is created to advance. Um, and in some countries where it's it's a lot, there's a freedom, there's still different challenges, but in other countries we cannot bypass and think, okay, it's illegal there, so we won't do that. The gospel has got to go for every person to hear, and, and, and I just believe, you know, he's, he's raising up certain people around the world to carry that message, but yeah, at times it does come with a cost. Yeah, and I and I think when when I was in my prayer time and being honest and vulnerable before Christ, uh, that that was the thing that kept coming back is that don't stop, don't stop. You got to continue sharing the gospel. You got to continue sharing my name. Um, and um, if if we stop and dwell for too long, um, the 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 hurt and the scar tissue will do exactly what the enemy wants us wants us to do, which is stop. He'll want us to become bitter angry uh, and reject others and then be guilty of the same thing that we might be victims of and make victims of other people hurt people hurt people and uh, and 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 by having my salvation in God um, that salvation going more than just the eternal um, uh, saving of my soul in heaven but also saving me from hate see, saving me from hurt saving me from bitterness uh, because bitterness is such an awful way to live and having hope 
means being able to have joy or the hope of joy even in the midst of persecution. Um, and really, yeah, yeah. now in this day and age that I'm living in in China, if that is the worst that I'm persecuted, <laughs> I have a pretty good life. You know, you know, cry me a river. That was not a bad thing. I can make it sound worse than what it was because it felt worse at that moment. But in the end, yeah, in the yeah. big picture of things, that was such a small thing, especially what we're seeing happening in China today with the increase of persecution. But um, it was it was great to hear your perspective and and get your insight into these matters because of you know the the overwhelming um, number of opportunities that you have in dealing with people that go through these kind of things on a regular basis uh, in in your church and in your role as a pastor. And, uh, you know, even people like Esther, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking, you know, with even Queen Esther, she kept to the call and the passion that was in her heart. It was it wasn't for her. It was on behalf of her people. So she broke the law. She decided, I'm going to go and visit the king. And, and they said, look, you know what? That could cost you uh, a lot more, even not, not just rejection. You could be killed. And, 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 and Esther says, OK, look, you know what? If I perish, I perish. Um, I'm going to break the law, but I'm going to go into the presence of the king. But it is on behalf of the people that I love. It's on behalf of the people that God put on my heart. So it's obviously, you know, for the Jewish people back then with Esther. And the same is with you, the same is with me, is that many of these things that we do in, in, in the, the road that we're on, the journey that we're on, many of the decisions we make, is actually not about us. It's on behalf of the church or the, the Chinese or in the local church here. Um, and yet, sometimes when you stand in the gap, there can be rejection and criticism. So even if we're making a, a decision in the interest of someone else or a group of people or churches, it can still be us that gets the flack. Um, and uh, I always remember, um, I think it was um, – Keith Green, but forgive me who it was. But anyway, someone said, look, I, I've died a thousand deaths. Um, me and I, like, I, I, many times I've had to die uh, just by within me. Uh, some of the things that I've been through, the rejection, uh, even within the church, there are times when, you know, I, I've just had to die uh, in, in my flesh. Um, I've got to tell you, there may be some people listening, and God's got a calling for them where it, it's a specific calling. It's, it's different. Not everyone will understand. Not everyone will get it. And I'm talking about Christians as well. I'm talking about even in the church. Um, you, you know, here I am. I'm sending people from our church to places where there isn't always a newsletter. They're not going to be sharing uh, their, their itinerary. We're not going to know where they are. And there's people in, in even in my church, and the church they're, they're struggling to understand that. It's like we want to no, so we can, you know, pray and, and all that stuff. All well, meaning it's different. Um, but God is raising up men and women, and I'm sure there's people that are listening to this podcast, and there's things being stirred in their heart that even family, maybe, or, or, or church people in the church may not understand, because it may not fit with their perception of things. But but as Esther did, you know, just just press on through to spend time in the presence of the king, to seek his will. Um, and um, and even for those that, OK, I'm serving in the church or I'm, I'm you know, being bypassed, there's 
better people than me out there and they seem to get the invites or whatever. Uh, look, if it happened for King David or he wasn't king at the time, if it happened for that young guy. Um, and I mean, and you know, the last thing for him, his opportunity came by just giving out some cheese and bread for David. I mean, he, he was asked by Jesse, go and serve the, you know, your, your brothers and, and, the, and, the, and the captain of the guard of a thousand so he had to serve in front of everyone. How humbling is that? Um, he had to go, but yet, when he went out there, he heard the voice of Goliath, and there was his opportunity. Then out the blue, boom, things started to But uh, he came out of a heart to serve, uh, a heart to be faithful. So whatever God's called us in, let's just remain faithful and allow God. He'll come and find us, even when sometimes we can feel uh, and be bypassed by, by others uh, in, in ministries. Yeah, amen. Um, I, um, I I would like to end it there, but I really feel strongly that I want to share one more aspect <laughs> because I think this is a good. I, I think this is a great topic um, to share with our listeners, and I'm sure there's people listening to this that might feel in the same boat. Um, we on this trip that we just had to Tibet, we had a young man fit. Um, he was, he was used to living in the mountains. He was prepared for Tibet. Um, and, uh, and he, so he, he brought a, quite a, quite an impressive backpack. I mean, it was a real mountaineer's backpack and, you know, it was full of everything that he needed for every single, uh, thing that might possibly go wrong. So anybody on our trip that felt sick, that had a headache, that had a sniffle, he had a pill. He had a. He had a. He he had taken um, first aid classes. He brought a first aid handbook. He was really ready to save people, both spiritually as well as physically. So if anybody was sick at all on this trip, he was prepared to take care of them. Um, he was the only one that ended up going to the hospital. <laughs> A Snickers bar. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't even bring a Snickers bar. So um, yeah, he he, he uh, one night at about one o'clock in the morning, he knocked on my door, and I answered the door. We were in a place called Shigatsa, which is um, just north of Mount Everest. The next morning, we were supposed to go to base camp for Mount Everest. Um, he comes and knocks on my door and says, uh, "Hey, um, I think I have the symptoms of acute altitude sickness," and so. Um, we gave him oxygen. Uh, we monitored him for a couple of hours. His symptoms were not improving, so we made the decision at about 4 o'clock in the morning to get him to the emergency room of a hospital in Shigatsa, which is – there's not a lot of options uh, for hospitals in Shigatsa. Shigatsa is not a place where if I, I, would, I would voluntarily go to the hospital to see one of those doctors, um, but he did. And um, and it was a very humbling experience because the guy who had prepared himself to treat others was now in a very vulnerable place where he had to be treated. And I think as Christians, we often see ourselves as the rescuer, the preacher, the minister, the, the, the person that is going to be rescuing others. And we find it to be very humbling, I think, to find ourselves in yeah. a position where we need to be rescued ourselves. And I think that it is healthy for us from time to time to have a thorn in the flesh, as it were, um, to, to be able to identify with those that Christ wants to reach and to, be, and, and to be reminded that we are not the Savior. The Savior chooses to work through us, and we should be so humble as to be a vessel that he can move through. 
and uh, because we are no different than those that Christ is rescuing because we ourselves have been rescued. Absolutely. That's a great illustration. And what a way to top it off by landing with amazing grace. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We were on a flight um, for those that may not be following us on social media where we are flying on Tibetan Airlines. We're coming in for our landing in the city of Chengdu. And as we are landing, they are playing Amazing Grace. I was a little bit foggy because I slept on that flight. I'd been up since about four o'clock in the morning. And so as we were coming in, uh, it was a smooth landing, a perfect landing. And then they played the perfect song, Amazing Grace. And I was like, no way are they playing Amazing Grace on Tibetan airlines as we're going from a communist, yeah. uh, from a, from a Buddhist, um, area of a communist country to a communist city during yeah. one of the most intense Christian persecutions that I have seen since I've been in China. And they're playing Amazing Grace on the air or airplane. It was, it was an amazing amazing, touching moment. That's precious. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. That's great. Anyway, buddy, Eugene, I mean, these subjects and and topics are so relevant and, um, and many people I know are experiencing stuff like this. This is real life. Um, and, uh, and, and so it's just great to have the opportunity of, um, touching base and talking and, and discussing these type of things. Um, because I know that what we experience and what we go through, uh, many do as well. And, and so it, it, it's, it's a great opportunity to talk about. So, yeah, I've enjoyed um, uh, catching up with you, Brother Gene. Eugene. It's been uh, uh, to talk to you about this particular subject. Yeah, thank you so much, Pastor. It's been really great talking to you as well. Thank you for sharing and giving your insight for the Back to Jerusalem audience. Uh, thank you so much for those of you that have downloaded this podcast and have listened to it, whether you're on a car journey or in your office. I pray that it was a blessing for you, that if you have been hurt, if you have been scarred, if you have felt rejected, that you can count on Christ to be there and that you will just keep going on, knowing that it is not you that needs the credit, but all the glory, all the praise, all the recognition goes to Christ, our Father. Thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Thank you, Pastor Danny, for being with us, and may God bless you. Amen. Amen.